Welcome, True Believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. And here is the Ned Leeds to my Joe Robbie, my ambitious friend, Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? I'm okay. I have to be Ned Leeds? All right. You, I want a retitle. <laughs> no, you're 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 Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds, oh, Ned Leeds is all right. He's an up and comer. All right, all right. I'm Ned Leeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, did you did you you don't even know who Joe Robbie is? So I don't you, think I do. <laughs> at least at least you understand who Ned Leeds is. It could be someone worse than Ned Leeds, I guess. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> um, well, I have a. I have things to say about this issue, but the listeners might not even have read this issue. So why don't you get us started with what's going on in the first of the two issues we're going to cover. Amazing Spider-Man 51. In the clutches of the Kingpin. I remember the title this time. All right. The Kingpin has gathered all the monsters of the city under his illistic command. Fancy words, James B. Illistic. Don't know what it means. I'm referring to when the Kingpin says like, so says the Kingpin. How dare you break in here on the kingpin? So he's like constantly referring to himself. Do you think he does this more than other villains? Uh, who else talks in third person besides the kingpin? Oh, sorry. Who else like, talks holistically? <laughs> like, I mean, the vulture will say like the vulture. You should fear the vulture. You know, these people will fear the vulture. I don't so. think the vulture says that. I'm not aware. We would have talked about this by now, wouldn't we? I guess so. I I noticed it a lot with the kingpin. Sure, sure. Now that you point that out, that's that's a that's a good thing to point out. Could just keep going with you. All right, all right. The kingpin tells uh, the mobsters that he has gathered that they need to stop J. Jonah Jameson uh, from writing headlines and editorials about how terrible crime is in the city. Is that something? Is that something that J. Jonah Jameson does? Like this, they sort of sprang this on us. He's usually writing how bad Spider-Man is, right? I I think he covers a lot of things. I think this is a thing he would do okay sorry uh meanwhile spider-man has returned to action Woohoo! uh he stops big turk and some of the kingpin's stooges from shaking down a service station and learns the name kingpin big turk escapes spidey and returns to kingpin enraged thinking he was entrapped kingpin swats him back into line easily foswell who had been plotting with the kingpin before the fight is impressed then there's a uh, exciting two-panel sequence with Harry and the girls that I get to discuss more later. All right. Peter goes back to J. Jonah Jameson on his rollicking red bike to eat humble pie and sell some pictures. Soon after, JJJ is kidnapped and taken to the Kingpin. Spidey shows up to the Kingpin's penthouse because he had planted a tracker on one of the Kingpin's stoolies. The Kingpin eventually manages to gas Spidey, and the last panel is everyone standing over a weakened Spidey, it looks bad, James B. Gas is such a weakness for Spider-Man, isn't <laughs> he it? Really, he should put one right into his little mask there because he has been gassed oh my so God. many times. So many times. <laughs> I didn't such think an effective weapon. I didn't even it. think about it till you said it, but like I'm like, we've talked about this before. Oh my gosh, Spider-Man's weakness equal gas. Also, when he was gassed, it like came out of the Kingpin's little button on his tie. How how does this not? gas the kingpin did he just like hold his breath and then run away i <laughs> i'd have to go back and, and look i assume it's shooting at him like it's spraying the gas into his face like like spraying like a can of raid in someone's face even uh, though it's gas i think it's more like a spray it's a tie pin isn't it, it comes off as like tie pin or something yeah something like that uh, what'd you think of this issue james b 51 there was a lot of kingpin in this issue 
And <laughs> that's not, for sure. We're not playing any games today, but I went and counted. Ooh. I counted kingpins and I counted spideys. Uh, let's not make it a game, but I'll just tell you. 49, More kingpin than spider. Forty. I said it's not a game. Oh. <laughs> Don't make it a game. Forty-nine Spider-Mans. Forty-four kingpins. Ooh. Have you ever thought of a villain that has essentially as many panels as Spider-Man in an issue? I don't think so. I would. It probably would be Craven when we were reading about Craven not too long ago. Might have come close. Okay. I, I, he's just making up for lost time because he barely appeared in the last one. <laughs> True, but the point isn't like the count as much as I felt like I was reading the Kingpin story. It really yeah. felt that way. It's, it's the total opposite of, like, the Rhino, where we just get nothing for such a long time. What, what did you think of this issue, just in general? Uh, it was it was fine. There was a lot of fighting in it. And, uh, you know, fighting is only, particularly fighting, like, your average criminal. We know Spidey can beat the average criminal. That's just... I'm going to throw this back at you, it, making up for last lost issues. Like, last issue had hardly any fighting in it, remember? Yeah, it's true. So Almost they're like... Nothing. They're like, hey, we need more Kingpin, more fighting. Like, put it all in issue 51. So, All right. Well, the other part of this one, at the end, Spider-Man is, like, clearly beaten, too. This is the second time he's been clearly beaten. And then we have to read the next book, you know, to, like, find out how he gets out of a situation. Do you like this format, James B.? The Goblin's always having a, a carryover issue. And, of course, we had that three-part issue with yeah. uh, Doc Ock. Actually, we've had a two-part issue with Doc Ock. I guess the dilemma is, do you want a better story, that ca- but you have to get a couple issues in a row to finish it? Or do you prefer having one story that sums up in its own issue? I think I always want it to carry over, but I have access to the other issues. So I, that's why. I think I think I like, actually, when there's, for me, more carryover like between three or four issues. Or maybe with like a little aside where like other things happen and it isn't so incredibly dramatic at the end. Okay, so your your argument is you don't like that it's like a like a two pack. You want it to yeah. be either, a... yeah, either much longer timeline, several issues, or like a one off. Okay, is what, how I roll. I just like the twos. I um I can respect that. I think that you're right. The two, uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have a problem with like you do. It's okay. Sorry. Thank All right. You. We'll figure. Let me get some more practice. I, I think I think the two packs we've seen before, like thirty nine and forty and eleven and twelve, have been so good that I don't really have a problem with it. All right. All right. Well, this hey, would be a good time for a sponsor. It would be, but I, I got one thing I want to cover first, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I mentioned when you were going over the summary. There's an exciting two panel sequence with Harry and the girls. Yes. And we talked before the podcast a little bit, and you were like, "Dude, there's two panels," and I like Eddie. Are Are you kidding me? Like. I barely even noticed them. <laughs> okay, fine. Then, as usual, James B. gets to read sections from the book that Eddie didn't notice. Here we go. I know you're smiling, Gwen. This is MJ talking. It bugs you when I'm alone with Petey, doesn't it? And Harry says, in case you haven't noticed, lady, Gwen is my date. And then comes the best part, the second panel, because you only need two to do this. MJ says, sure, because Mr. P didn't ask her first. And then Harry's response is, good old Mary Jane, anything for a laugh, eh? And then she comes, she fires back at Gwen and says, do you think I'm being funny, Gwen? Gwen says, uh, I think perhaps it's time we're getting home. Whoa, <laughs> dude. She doesn't even like, 
She doesn't even give Harry the like, don't worry, honey. She's like, yeah, we need to go. Wow. It, it is a vicious burn for sure. But but it's it's the writing is saying that MJ's like, oh, by the way, uh, you're jealous of Pete, but let's be honest, uh, it's you know you're jealous of him, but he's my guy. But you know it's because he didn't ask you. Like, oh my God, so many layers to do. Two panels. That's all you needed. All you needed. And they don't even they don't even going to deal with it very much in the next issue. But I'm sorry, I wanted to. You have anything you want to say about that before we do this sponsor that you mentioned? I totally passed passed me by. I I didn't get the whole drama, but. You are correct. There's a lot of drama in those. Yeah, two oh. <laughs> I, I I hate being the romance writer on this beat, but I got to tell you, it's I'm really into it. I'm really into it. So, Eddie, we have a different kind of sponsor today. Today's sponsor is more of like a how do you explain this? It's like a like a political ad or something. I'm supposed to read. So, oh, okay. So let's. There isn't anything for you to buy, I don't think. But uh, anyway, um, here we go. Okay. It says, uh, oh, I get it now. Okay. It says, Frederick Foswell wants to be in charge of the city. The kingpin says, the city is for the people. Frederick Foswell thinks he's a big man. The kingpin says, the kingpin is not a fool. Frederick Foswell thinks, fat people can't be leaders. The kingpin says, the kingpin is not fat. It's pure muscle. (laughs) Do you want a selfish leader who judges people by how they look? Someone who has already gone to jail for losing to that menace, Spider-Man? If not, vote for the Kingpin. He never fails. That is why he's the Kingpin. And remember, the Kingpin is not a fool. Paid for by Big Turk, Flint, Blinker, and Shorty, and is not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. <laughs> this, is, this is a mobster's election? <laughs> Some kind of under underground criminal ring advertising their favorite mob boss i think it's because was there some is there contention for who's going to be in charge of the city i guess well it was supposed to be there was it but foswell i mean foswell didn't didn't get but it was probably wasn't foswell vying to be in charge and so was the kingpin i guess correct yes that's true so something to do with that they're making a public announcement well technically it's yeah it's, it's whoever big turk flint blinker and shorty are they're the people that put this out so it's not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee so i want to be clear i read that disclaimer as i was well, supposed to so there you go good luck to uh um you know frederick foswell yeah. <laughs> and the, his campaign to rule the underground I, yeah i think this might be for the kingpin but we don't want to say the wrong thing as usual yeah. and probably get us in trouble but you're making me nervous here james <laughs> you're we're not associating with criminals right that's clear right no what it's not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee it's just it's a paid sponsor eddie okay okay what we wouldn't do for let's reach spider-man <laughs> these podcasts cost us about 50 cents each <laughs> we need to we need to that's, that's i think it's less than that <laughs> I think no, it's it's like fifty cents for you and fifty cents for me. It's about what it costs. So let's we got to. Oh, that's true. Okay. We need about a dollar. We got to get our sponsors. This is what I. This is what you get when you're spending a dollar for sponsors. Keep going. To do your, die do your... to die a hero issue fifty two. Now we're going back. Going back with the kingpin here and Foswell is much more prominent this one too. Um, in this issue. The Kingpin and his crew are dragging J. Jonah Jameson and a passed-out Spidey into a dungeon, I think is what it is. I mean, we were left at the end of the previous episode. He's, like, passed out at a penthouse. Yes, he's at the Kingpin's penthouse. I know that and part. the Kingpin has a—it appears to be a dungeon. I, 
that's all I can define it as. Take sure. a look at it, listeners. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson isn't too happy about this. Um, they handcuff uh, J. Jonah and Spidey together in a water chamber. I also can't define this very well. It's some kind of enclosed space that they fill with water. And Amaz- turn- amazing summary so far. <laughs> and they turn on the water to drown both of them. But Spidey uses his webbing and creates a web air bubble to save them. Yeah, I got a lot of problems with this later. Keep going. (laughs) One of my favorites. The inept criminals turn the water off after they think they're dead and are shocked to find a a fighting Spider-Man inside. Spidey subdues the handful of guards and goes looking for Kingpin, while J. Jonah Jameson takes off running only to knock himself out by whacking his head on a pipe. Uh, Betty is back at the bugle and gets up at, upset at Ned Leeds for endangering himself. Betty has a distressed face as Ned bores me for five panels. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Ned bores you. There's a lot going on here with Ned, oh, Eddie. Okay. All he's, right. He's stepping, I am Ned. He's, step, <laughs> he's stepping up into the role of that Fossil had, possibly. This is also the first appearance of Joe Robbie, who you don't seem to really know who Joe Robbie is. <laughs> he's he's the city editor. We're going to need Joe Robbie because he's sort of the new inside guy who's going to be like pro Spider-Man moving forward in the Daily Bugle. He's important. Well, this is his first appearance. Is Joe it Robbie. his first appearance? I thought, I thought I had seen him before several nope. times. Oh, no. Joe Robbie? No, we've been waiting for Joe Robbie to show up. Uh-huh. No, Joe Robbie. Right. just, you know, he's kind of... I, I was so bored by Ned and Betty through this section. I'm sorry. I passed it over rather rapidly, James Poor B. Betty. She's already gone <laughs> through so much with... This is the same sequence that she had with Peter going out into danger, and she thinks it again. And Eddie, you love Betty Brandt. <laughs> Her face of extreme concern. Yes. John Romita's like, I can still draw that same face the same <laughs> way. To think that Ned could come close to filling the shoes of Foswell is ridiculous in my mind. I mean, Foswell is the former big man, and Ned Leeds is some flaky reporter. Been to Europe? Not even even close to a comparison in my mind. Certainly not in interest levels, that's for sure. He's been to Europe. He takes coffee breaks with Betty. Super boring. (laughs) All right. Talk about... Talk about how Foswell gets upset about what's going on. All right, great. (laughs) Meanwhile, Foswell is upset about how a boastful kingpin killed J. Jonah Jameson and Spidey. The kingpin grabs Foswell in an attempt to kill him, but Spidey shows up to stop him. Spidey and the kingpin battle. Foswell slips out unnoticed with a gun. The kingpin realizes he's lost the upper hand and escapes through a secret passage. When Spidey tries to follow him, he is blasted by a booby trap. Flash shows up and makes an appearance at the Silver Spoon to gossip with his old buddies, the usual suspects. And then we go back to J. Jonah Jameson comes to, uh, he comes to, wakes up, and starts running. Some goons with guns see him and give chase. Foswell sees him too and jumps in front of him, taking a bullet that would have gone into J. Jonah Jameson. Spidey shows up just after Foswell is shot and cleans, cleans up the crooks with his, you know, Spider-Man ways. J. Jonah Jameson declares Foswell a hero and Spidey a menace again. Spidey's too pooped out to find a moral in the story and goes home to sleep. <laughs> Foswell's dead. I can't. I, I'm so sad about this. What about? What do you think? Um, I like when characters die and it makes it more believable. I don't like everybody 
you know, surviving. I like that, and I like that too, but I think he was such a multi-layered character who had so much potential to be very mysterious and do so many other things. It just, it makes me sad. I, I don't, there's a lot of other characters who've gone away who I'm not too sad about, but Foswell is one of my favorites. I, I understand. I, I think Foswell had a lot of potential. I, I think he died a, a good death. Uh, I think he was making he's unusual choice that he has this sequence of, I want to be the new leader of the crime lords, but I don't want to really hurt people. You know, he's yeah. very, he didn't want anything. Any, he didn't want harm to come to Spider-Man at one point. Back in the last issue, he was like concerned. Oh no, Spider-Man's down. What are we going to do? Like, I don't know what he was planning. Was he just, just wanting to be a I, that, robber? Like, I was very, I was super confused about this. And I don't think he, I mean, he does appear to like jump in front of Jay Jonah, you know, I guess because he had let him, you know, he'd given him a second chance and he yeah, they felt may, right. loyalty to him. Right. But, but at the same time, like it was clear that he was also using, using him as a cover to retake the underground. <laughs> I think, I think the book was written that Foswell's going to die a hero's death. Why is he there? He wants to rejoin the Kingpin. He has sort of has a second thought about it. It's, it's a common, I've read other, I've read books where somebody who you think was the villain turns at the last minute and, decides to step in there and you know and take a hero's death it's it's not that uncommon right it happens I, a lot i agree it's confusing for sure but in a really good way and i'm just sad that we don't get that multi-layered foswell uh, in the we, future now we, i've got to deal with ned Leeds. i would you know it's funny i was as he was dying i was looking for something for like will spider-man uh, it really really turn to spider me like i knew you were peter all along or i was patch or like would be any kind of oh. reveal or any kind of because that that whole thing just kind of goes away you know yeah so. i i like that too that like it doesn't we don't always always have to get some like the perhaps the end of the vulture was very dramatic death but fazo was just like boom gone and that that was it right can we go talk about spider-man and the, uh, how he survives this uh drowning all right <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> uh so listeners he he he's drowned the room's filling up with water so he makes he makes like a he makes like a triple layer web with air in it, right? And then it's terrible. <laughs> and then I guess I guess if you push it into the water, the air wouldn't like the air bubble would say you could trap the air in it, right? right? The water inside can't go up anymore because there's nowhere to push the air out. Do you, do you think you could as as one of my only areas of expertise as a web creation expertise yep. spider-man web create we know he did a similar thing to get away from mysterio right when he was on the bridge and he jumped off and he created the bubble so we, we there is precedent for him creating a web bubble and breathing you know with it for a long period of time now this is a big web bubble yeah <laughs> i can't understand what structure they are in and why this is so close to the Kingpin's penthouse and why they choose to finish them off like this. It's a terrible way to try to kill them. And the Kingpin says, let them drown in five minutes. Then he throws in like, give an extra 30 seconds just in case. (laughs) So they wait five minutes and 30 seconds and then they drain all the water 
and then they go in and they're like, hey, what's going on here? There's a giant Dang. cocoon. I, I thought about ways that Spider-Man, situations that Spider-Man was in and how he escaped that bothered you in uh, all the way back to the tinkerer when he shoots Webb out of the little hole oh, to like, hit a button. <laughs> oh my Is gosh. this better or worse than that one, James B? Because I know that one bothered wow. me. Wow. Um, <laughs> this one bothered me the most. This, this is the yeah. peak escape. Confusing escape scenario. Yes, for this Spider-Man. is my least favorite Spider-Man escape of all, and, and that's they all involve the webs. Yes, we know that you're a web guy. Bold statement. <laughs> okay, let's do what I did last issue, just like kind of wrap up what we learned. Okay, this okay. is this isn't there's no music no, I behind mean, it. It's, it's, I like to I like to step back and it's like what you know we read these books. Uh, yeah. What did we learn? So I learned that the kingpin is a real tough customer and i learned that spider-man is back to fighting a lot and i learned that his feelings involving um j jonah jameson and his feelings of both ways and all his crew are all pretty much the same with the exception of uh flasheroo there who came back and they're trying to mend the flash peter relationship a little more they're they're pushing the gang is pushing it every single time flash comes in a little hot on peter and they sort of say like hey just mm-hmm. you know step back a little bit and um villains are uh, are escaping a little bit and the book was willing to uh, kill somebody so that's kind of what i learned in these two how about you is there anything that you sort of come away from these issues that we didn't talk about just like bullet points like level you know just uh, just that the kingpin is very clever and he's very powerful physically which i was super surprised by and he presents a new the kingpin is kind of like what i really thought craven would be more like with his booby traps and his little tricks and weapons that he chucks at spidey because there's a lot of kingpin like he said in the first issue in 50 um 51 and then 52 again so your 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 quick bullet would be that the kingpin is a clever villain who's strong and has a lot of traps yes i think that that would be it all right so um, I think we should check our emails. Oh, that's going to take me a while. Let me let me load it up here. All right, loading it up, and uh, nobody wrote us, James B. <laughs> not even, not even like Pandora telling us why they still are too busy to put us up online. I know you put it in the show notes that I had to check the emails, James B. But I'm waiting another five episodes before I check the email. <laughs> I, can't wait, you're not going to wait five episodes and no one's going to write in at letsreadspiderman at gmail.com if they think it's going to take five episodes for you to check the emails. All right, all right. Jeez. All right, I will continue to check the email and keep us updated. Okay, uh, no emails. We did a sponsor. We took care of the summaries. Uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. We, um, As usual, we never, ever plan uh, the close. We just <laughs> flip through the books and try to find some clever line and uh, make it the close. So uh, here we go. All right, you want to go first or you want me to go? Uh, you can go ahead, sure. <laughs> All right. All right. Always be wary of any type of gas attack. <laughs> Goodbye.
the double double entendre for poop joke too. I couldn't not make it a poop. Hold on, hold on. Gonna... <laughs> you gotta have something else. It's gonna be a line from the comics you can use too. We have time to play with this a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, All right. Well, you can that's do fine. That. That's fine. No, I'm just. I only have. You know, we only have access to one of the comics. So, how about uh, look alive, Lumpy? This is the wrap up. No. Look alive, Lumpy. This is the wrap-up? Yeah. That's the line? Spider-Man says that in uh, 51 on page 19. The... the Kingpin. Look alive, Lumpy. Oh. This is the wrap-up. Oh, oh, you, oh, word for word. I see. Yeah, That's I'm just good. reading it. You know? I'm so concerned about gas attacks. There's a remarkable amount of gas attacks. The gas attack close is good. I'm not going to put the poop joke part in. <laughs> I can't. How am I supposed to do a gas attack close that doesn't allude to a poop joke? I thought about it for quite a while. <laughs> because you're not 11 years old. You, can... <laughs> I, you, have, you have more faith in our listeners to not make a poop joke reference if I make a gas attack close. <laughs> <laughs> your, your silence is speaking volumes james b <laughs> yeah i don't even know what to do here so. <laughs> uh, i don't i don't know how to make a uh, how do i gas it just keeps coming up like in my last whatever the last game i played i said how many times people got gassed <laughs> and we're still getting gassed huge problem for spider-man he needs his gas mask, clearly, for every battle. <laughs> Are you going to ask for um, podcast equipment for uh, the Christmas? I thought about it. I don't have anything else I need. I'm just like, everyone's buying me a mic. Chip in and get me a mic and a, and I want a set of headphones that's separate from the mic so I can talk, you know, what the whole thing. I guess so. I, I feel like, I feel pretty good about my setup. I mean, right? You don't mind the sound quality of mine? Your, your quality's better than mine. I'm the one that's I know that. you'd say that. You're, I don't know. I feel like, you're, well, at least when I'm listening to you, it sounds better. You sound more, I know you're more bassy. I am more bassy all the time. And I have to go down, I have to edit. more clear. I have to edit my thing and turn down the bass for me all the time. Oh, interesting. Do I just have a really deep voice? And I, I always think I don't, but I think I do, right? I think you do. You got like... I mean, you're not full-on DJ mode, but, like, you have a tendency to be down here a little more. Right. It doesn't sound like that in my you head. You should test your range. We should test your range with a piano and see what your singing range is. Let's do it right now. <laughs> I don't have a piano. Well, <laughs> you're what's a musician. The note? What's musician. the lowest note you can You can. I don't know the uh, I just know there's... La, la. I don't even you know. Start, you, you sing on any note, you go, la, 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 la. And then whenever you can't sing anymore is your lowest note. I have, I got my, my bass guitar never goes out of tune. So let's see. Yeah, it's still good. All right, go ahead. Okay. La, 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 That's all like an E. D. You're very close. It's a D. No, it's only so many letters, right? Right. You had, yeah, you had a one one and eight chant. <laughs> so D, and then you sing. Let's see. That's going to be the D. Then you try to sing to your highest note when your voice, okay. you know, la 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 la
let's see, slightly over one, one and a half octave range is what I'll put you at. Okay. Which is okay. I don't really need anything, do I? Do I need a, <laughs> do I need a bigger range? No, it, no, you can't like change your range. That's just how your voice is. So you're, you're the D below. Okay. So I put you at a bass, but I'm a tenor. I'm, at least I'm more comfortable. I can sing pretty low. I could sing down towards the bass, but really I'm more of a tenor.